Well, hi, and welcome to the Black and White Podcast, where we speak radical grace, raw truth, and real hope in a gray world. I'm your host, Denise Pass, with my co-host, Micah Maddox, and this month we have been talking about freedom. Today we want to tackle, well, tackle sounds, you know, kind of (laughs) antagonistic, but we're going to discuss what I'm dubbing being religiously correct. Has political correctness reached the church as well? Ooh, Denise, this sounds like a touchy subject. (laughs) Yeah, probably could be. But when we are afraid to speak out on this, we prove the need to discuss this. Mm, You're right. You know, our scripture for the day is Galatians 5.13, the New Living Translation. For you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love. Wow, I think this verse really shows what our country is going through Mm. right now, right? Don't use your freedoms to satisfy your sinful nature. There's so much we can say here, and there's so many different issues that I could think of immediately that just, man, our country and our churches have it so mixed up when it comes to freedom. Freedom in Christ is so different from the freedom that we see in the world. You're so right. And it's kind of like mixing oil and water. Yeah. You can't mix flesh and spirit. You know, it gets kind of confusing. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Well, I think today there's been a a weakening of doctrine in the church that happens. I think due in part to the fear of man or political correctness, it seems like we're supposed to be tolerant, and that is the mode of Christianity that we should embrace, as if tolerance is loving. But, you know, I heard a definition of tolerance lately where it was defined as hatred. When we don't love one another enough to graciously point one another to Christ's truth, we accept the opposite, and we point one another to darkness. But when we uphold Christ's standards, we are truly loving people. I think the problem arises in the method of how we approach people. We don't, when we don't approach them with truth and grace, radical grace and real hope, we're just offering them religious rules. Wow. You know, this makes me think of the verse, uh, the Lord chastens those that he loves. The mm. Lord corrects those that he loves. And in our, in our society, in our culture, we've like totally decided that correcting is not tolerable. Right. Right. And so we've gone from like no tolerance for certain sins, quote, quote, to being completely tolerant of everything. Yes. And when we look at this inside the church, we're, we come to the point of legalism. Well, if you follow these rules and you do this, or if you're tolerant or not tolerant, they decide, oh, well, if I'm tolerant of this and or if I'm not tolerant of that, then I am not going to be accepted in that church. Yes. And it comes down to legalism. Yes. And legalism is one of the stumbling blocks, I think, that we all face at some point in our Christian life, mm. right? Tolerance has been twisted to become an enablement for mm. sin in our churches. And we, we cannot tolerate sin inside the church, but we need to uphold sound doctrine, even rebuking the believers, right? Yes. And not just rebuking and saying, hey, you're a sinner. You're, we're all sinners, mm-hmm. right? So we can't just name the sin and walk away. We've got to rebuke in the spirit of love. Because we love you so much, we yes. don't want you to continue walking in this sin, even the sin of 
legalism, mm. right? Wow, preach, sister. I'm sitting in the Bible here. But you know what is just, when I think about, you know, that we hear a lot, don't judge, don't judge, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and we're not to judge, but there's such a beautiful difference in saying, I care for you and your soul enough that I'm going to risk you liking me, right? I'm not going to be selfish and enough to, to care for you. Um, yeah, I really, this makes me think of parenting so much. Yeah. <laughs> because with our kids, you know, we can be tolerant to a point. And mm. I think of, you know, I have four children and our house can get pretty crazy and pretty loud. And there comes a point where the volume, I, I'm tolerant and I allow it for a certain <laughs> measure. And then all of a sudden I'm like, all right. Everybody, quiet, you know, (laughs) enough, that's enough, you know, but in our world, we, we slowly Mm. allow the tolerance to rise and we slowly allow things to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then all of a sudden we're in the church and we realize, Hey, we've Mm. been tolerant of these sins and now it's creeping into, and we've seen it. We've seen big leaders who have made big mistakes because Mm -hmm. the tolerance level has just been allowed to slowly rise and rise and rise. And it's time that we as Christians say enough. Yes. We need to reprogram our minds and our thinking. It's become, it has seeped into this church, this political correctness, religious correctness. You can't you know, you have to tolerate everybody. Mm-hmm. But when we encourage one another to the higher standards that Christ set, we are putting forth the freedom He intended. Freedom from sin, not freedom for sin. That is so powerful. Yes. That I mean, it's so powerful. And that happens when we love each other in our place of weakness enough not to label and define people according to their weakness, mm. but to point them to who they are in Christ. Our true identity is not in the freedoms we say that we have that are counter to God's word, but when we mobilize God's grace and live according to his word. Yes. You know, I, I think that you're exactly right. We live in fear. Sometimes we're afraid that we're going to step on someone's toes or we're going to make someone angry because we're trying to live according to God's Word. People say that there's gray areas, right? And that's even part of our goal with Mm. this podcast (laughs) is to kind of hash through those gray areas, the black and the white, and really find what is truth. But I really think when we call things gray, we're just using an excuse. Mm -hmm. Because if there's a gray area... We need to search it out, and we need to find what God's Word says about it. God has not left us to wonder about the truths found in His Word. He's given us the truth that we need and that He wants us to have in any area of our life. When we truly search His heart in His Word, He will lead us and give us the words to say and the decisions to make. Oh, that's beautiful. It just really is. You know, there's such a peace and knowing that we have an absolute. People don't want an absolute. They want relativity. Hey, everybody's okay. But that doesn't get people to heaven. That doesn't get them in a relationship with God. And you know, and I wholeheartedly agree with your saying, I I would say that the only gray areas that truly exist are the ones concerning personal choices in our lives. Convictions as far as God's direction and leading for us. When it comes to His law and His holy standards, those are not gray areas. And you know, you and I don't hold the standard or all the answers. Right, right. I mean, we don't. And we're wrong on something. You know, everyone is. We're supposed to, people should test what we're saying, even now. Mm. But God's Word does have the answers. And this is why we need to be in His Word. 
so we do not become deceived. You're so right. You know, God's word will give us those answers that we need. And when we are in a situation where we are faced with the temptation of legalism, and we have a man who's upholding a standard and saying, you must reach this standard and you must hold these laws and these rules or else, we were really deceived. Yes, We're deceived. And we have to test that, look into God's word and says, does God's word say that? Or is this just man's word? Or is this man interpreting God's word and twisting it mm-hmm. to make it what he wants it to be? You know, when, when we consider that our own hearts are deceitful, yes. you know, the Bible says our hearts are desperately wicked. Mm-hmm. Who can know it? We, we are deceived within our own hearts and every thought that we have, you know, we have to sift it through God's grace and God's word. And when we do that, we will be able to lean on God's understanding and God's knowledge. The Bible says we can't lean on our own understanding. When we do that, we're going to be led astray and we're going to not see things clearly. But when we lean on God's understanding, He leads our path. He is a light to our path. He has revealed everything that we need to know in His Word. You know what's so funny, too? That's so good. Um, I think legalism can operate both ways. People who want to avoid God's laws will say, well, He didn't really show me the Scripture. You're right. (laughs) Where it says that we have to do that. Right. But they're wanting to avoid the principles. Mm. See, there's laws, there's principles, there's wisdom that God put there to protect us. Mm Mm-hmm. And we, that's our flesh. Hey, that's all of us. Our flesh wants to sometimes find a way out. There's a loophole here. <laughs> Always a loophole. But the irony is that's not freedom. Right. And we're talking about freedom this month. We can't find it by going our own way or leaning on our own understanding. So how do we fix this problem, Micah? I mean, there are as many different ideas about God's Word as there are people. And... Sometimes people hold on to their belief and dogmatically judge and impose it on others, causing division in the body of Christ. I think the church has become consumer-based. They just want to be fed and not search the truth out themselves. I'm not saying that about everyone. I'm not judging. (laughs) I've done it myself. But the Bereans in Scripture were praised for testing what was shared, even by Paul. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it's not wrong to test and discern it. It is, in fact, what we're commanded to do. Yeah, you know, I think this comes down to we cannot live like robots Mm. following a man. Amen. Right? I believe that God does raise up the powers that be, and we should honor the pastor, and we should honor the leader, you know, give honor to whom honor is due. However, we must use our brains that the good Lord gave us. Yes and our hearts of discernment. And as we listen to the Word of God and as we read the Word of God ourselves, we must sift through it through truth and through God's Word alone. And if we are adding or we're taking away Mm. or we're twisting or we're listening to someone who is twisting or adding or taking away from God's Word, we need to have eyes to see. I believe that God opens the eyes of the blind. And I believe if you're sitting under teaching and you're thinking, hmm, that just doesn't sound quite right. Many times that's the Holy Spirit of God saying, that's not right. Yes. And so if you're sensing that feeling in your soul, go to God's Word for yourself and mm-hmm. seek it out and search it out. You know, I've been in a situation like this myself. I sat under a pastor and some preaching, and I remember just sitting there and being troubled in my soul, thinking, I understand the point that is being made from the pulpit, but it 
feels like to me and seems like this is a personal point, not a Bible point. Mm. And so I went home to my husband. And I said, hey, did, did you hear that tonight? Did you, um, what did you think about that? Mm. And he said, I felt the same uneasiness in my spirit. Yep. And whether it was a spirit that it was being taught or, you know, whether we knew too much and we knew the inside scoop of the personal life and voice that the message was coming from, we had to look into God's word and say, no, you know what? God's word says this. And mm. what we heard tonight is not what God's word says. Yes. So in those moments of uneasiness, it's okay to rise up and to say, hey, the Holy Spirit of God has pricked my heart. The Holy Spirit's voice is more important than any man's voice, even if that man holds a big position. So it's important that we realize that God's word is powerful. God's word speaks to us and God's word can speak to you individually. And let me be clear, this is not my church that (laughs) I go to and our pastor right now, but um, this happened years and years ago. But I believe that we really have to discern for ourselves. That's so good. And you know, too, I think it's the manner. Mm. So uh, when sometimes people will hear something wrong, they then go gossip about the pastor or they judge the pastor. And we're all in humility weak. Mm-hmm. We all could be, hey, we're all capable of saying something that's not exactly true. And so then to go and love and say, hey, you know when you shared this? In scripture, and that's hard to do, right? Because oh, yeah. oh wait, this pastor's not gonna like me anymore. He's gonna think, but then that's on him, and we just have to be obedient, yeah, and gracious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what's missing sometimes. That's why that's a stumbling block that prevents us from having churches that are deeper right. in the Word, is because we're afraid to talk to each other about it. Oh, I'll be judging, or we we talk about it to other people, <laughs> right, right. And let me be clear too, you know, as we as you are in a church body. Be sure that you're not listening with such discernment, quote, quote, that everything the pastor says you're questioning, is that true? Is that yes. true? Is that true? You know, what we're talking about here is just being wise. Just yeah. being wise. So I'm not, please don't send your pastor an email yeah. this week and say, I don't know if everything you said was true, you know, but this is We're going to get hate emails I next know, week. I know. Oh my just God. My pastor's going to be like, um, did you say this? Really? I get enough email. My husband's going to be like, oh no. But just be wise in mm-hmm. in your discernment of what you hear. That's so good. Uh, you know, and I think as all of us, we can miss the point of seeking God's kingdom and His righteousness mm. above just following rules. To know Him and to be accepted by Him, the unholy enemies of God accepted. This is true freedom mm-hmm. and what we were made for. Not just trying to see if we can get our way or prove ourselves right. I think the saddest thing for me is when we accept living a mediocre, compromising life and don't live out the mission God has called us to. When we live radically above the carnal mindset living for ourselves, we remember the great cost Christ paid to purchase true freedom. Freedom from sin, not freedom to indulge the flesh, to live apart from Him. He wanted us to draw near. Yes, you know, we should be intolerant of sin, of hypocrisy, you know, of religiosity, and we should promote humility and clinging to the Word of God in our lives. But so often we just get sidetracked and we get sidetracked by our own desires, Mm. wanting freedom in our own way. And we get sidetracked by what other people are deeming as free and tolerant or intolerant. We get all mixed up in terminology of political correctness and we just miss it. 
You know, and that's so biblical what you just said, because in James it talks about each one is enticed, dragged mm-hmm. away by his what? His own lust, right? Yeah, and his own desires. Yep. And so, you know, yes, we do get sidetracked, and we forget that, simply put, what God is intolerant of is sin. It is simple, but we make it so complicated, trying to rationalize away true conviction and promoting tolerance as freedom, which it is not at all. You know, another byproduct of living by rules instead of earnest conviction is we start to judge one another rather than encourage one another all the more as we see the day approaching. Christian will rise against Christian, finding flaws in them or in their beliefs and cast them away. But I think about the heart of God that chases us down to help us see. When the church rises up and prays for others and faithfully preaches the word of God so God's people are not deceived and are better armed with truth. We can impact the world more than having the world and political correctness impacting us. But it is how we impact the world that is essential. I love that, Denise. You know, I love what you said about God chasing us down. I was just reading in Scripture, and God just so reminded me this morning that I don't have to find God He finds me. Mm. And I think that when we talk about all of this tolerance and intolerance, we don't have to find something or find the truth. God gives it to us. He opens our eyes to the truth. Well, you know, this week um, I'm leading worship to a song that I wasn't going to sing Mm. because there was a word in it that I just disagreed with. And it's called Reckless Love. So, you know, I've heard a lot of debate about this song. So I I hear you. I love the song, but I do know where you're headed. Go ahead. So the reason why was when I lead worship, I want to know that I am singing truth. That I'm singing something that's our hearts and our minds are going to be informed and we are truly worshiping. It's not just an emotional experience. We do have emotion involved often, Mm -hmm. but it really should be legitimate declaring his worth. And when I looked at the word reckless, and, you know, I hadn't read any of the things out there. This was just in my own time with the Lord. It says without thought or care. Mm. And I was like, I can't do this. Mm. But then as I thought about it more, and one person said to me, you need to look at the Urban Dictionary. (laughs) (laughs) But what it's meaning is radical. I'm like, "Why, why didn't they just say radical? But the heart of it was this God chasing down. It seems reckless, but it wasn't without thought. See, I can't sing that thinking that. Right. But I'm doing it this coming Sunday because I was reading out of Psalm 5 when it was describing enemies of God. Mm-hmm. And David's, mm, get him, God. Right, right. <laughs> and I thought, thank God that's not God's heart toward me. Yeah. When I was an enemy, he radically pursued me mm-hmm. to give me freedom. Yeah, you know, I... I've heard all the debate about this song, too, and, um, you know, I could be on either side of the fence with Mm -hmm. it, but when it comes down to it, I take the place of, try to take the place of humility and knowing the songwriter's heart and knowing that what they implied there and what they meant there is that, you know, God's love is willing to go anywhere. Yes. Willing to, to run and to search and to you know, reach the farthest and the deepest and mm-hmm. the widest. So we're just going to stop right there and know that, hey, when you sing that song this Sunday, God's grace and His love is willing to reach the one in your congregation that is farthest from Him, that one who mm. maybe has been hurt by legalism or has been hurt by political correctness or tolerance or intolerance. And that, you know, whenever there's another believer 
that writes something or that teaches something or preaches something and their motive is to honor the Lord yes. with it, we're gonna we're gonna honor them and we're gonna together lift up the mm. name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The raw truth today is that when the church is impacted by the culture more than by God's word, she is in danger of losing sight of the mission God has called her to. The radical grace is that God's truth is grace. His rules bring freedom. And the real hope is that when we feel uneasy about political correctness in the church, we can always go back to God's word to find truth. You've been listening to the Black and White Podcast, where we filter life through the Bible and live life in the freedom of truth. <laughs>